Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to episode 493 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Boys, Did it's you been say fucking Glenn? forever. No, I said my name. Oh, okay. Maybe your shirt is hindering your you ability to hear. Glenn. What? <laughs> it sounded like you said, like, G-L-A-N. It's my oh. accent. It's my accent. Sorry, it's my it's my Western Sydney accent. The, the, the Toowoomba accent. accent. I'm a very exotic man. My name the is Toowoomba Glenn. Accent. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah! Oh, anyway, it's been ages, boys, since we recorded. We didn't record on uh, Monday night. For we, and going forward, we're not going to be doing Monday nights until the end of the season, just through the sheer lack of you know number of games and everything to recap and everything. So episodes will go for no time at all, I suppose. Well, but um, there's there's no fucking point now that we don't have the predictor. Well, I mean, you can well, you know, we can predict what happens in the finals. Yeah, but you don't need to fucking. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you know? imagine imagine how riveting it would be if every every episode we we make up the potential matchups all the way up to the grand final, <laughs> and then the, every single round you may, you go through the entire the entire matchups of teams that are left. <laughs> <laughs> fucking riveting that's like as riveting as uh, as Glennie doing infantry circa 2014 or whatever that would have been <laughs> this is amazing counts have got such great memories for that but can't re- such affect you know. they got such affection for it yeah it's like, Just fe- like remember it, it like it was yesterday yet still don't have the memory to of the times where they got up on a stage and fucking pretended they were a stand up comedian but can you remember the fucking infantry on a podcast well, the 12 years the infantry, ago? The thing about the infantry thing is it wasn't like a bit either. It was just it was just something that we were doing because there was a box of shirts and that next to yeah. my desk. We're like, oh, look, and, this is what we got here. Because yeah. we never really looked at it like this is a podcast and we're providing entertainment. It's always been and always will be a few cunts talking shit in front of a microphone and put out. And at that time... We got some new shirts in. We had a little bit of a count. Yeah, about the time as well. It was like people were like, you know, like slamming, you know, Glenn for doing the infantry and all that sort of thing. Oh, fuck, it was so boring. But now, you know, almost a decade later probably from when that happened. So like it's, just, it's a fond fucking, it's a fond flashback. Yeah, yeah It's exactly. a fond memory. That's it. <laughs> it just goes to show that, you know, when, you, when you're the, you know, a listener or a fan of something, your opinion is is fucking ridiculous and and is bound to be proven wrong by time. So uh, keep it to your fucking self, all right, can't. Now, uh... <laughs> but we hope oh. your day has been as special as you are. Yes. Now, do you have any report from the the weekend for your week? Before uh, we jump in, boys. Father's Day quality as always. Oh, yeah, Father's Day. 
Um, yeah, I love. I've, I always love it. We had a great day, and um, Jackson's birthday on Monday. Also, can't believe I have a fucking fifteen-year-old child. Makes me feel very mm-hmm. old. Who's now? He's he's officially got me height wise. He's like a foot taller. He's like a foot taller than you. Fucking foot taller. Listen, I don't mind you having a crack at me, but let's try. You know your photo. You know, you know when you put photos on the internet, you can actually see. Yeah, you can literally see. I was standing in a ditch, and and for three years, you've made him stand three paces behind you. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are fuckheads. He's got you by closer. He's closer to a foot than not. Fuck out of here, cunt. Yep. You can't count his hair. Yeah, you can. <laughs> no, you cannot. Of course you can. Yeah. <laughs> if he wants to go around like fucking kid and play, just to add an extra foot <laughs> to his height, and so be it. Oh, we had to have the conversation that we have to have every once in a while, mate. We made, we made a deal. We had a compromise about your hair. I think it's about time you toddled off to the barber and got yourself tidied up a bit. I'm not cutting the top. Can get the top tidied up, do a little bit of maintenance. So I'm not cutting the top. Oh, for fuck's sake! Just go and ask him to do a bit of maintenance on the top, so he keeps growing and doesn't look like a fucking bird's nest. Mm. <sighs> do you know what you do, Glenny? Fucking uh, just a bit of nair nair solution in his fucking shampoo. <laughs> I don't want to ruin the child. Jesus. He'll grow back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, no, it didn't, I mean, potentially in his, in his future, it won't grow back. But... <laughs> yeah, genetically, some would Genet- say I mean, he's got he's got a couple he's of years left. I yeah. think. Can you imagine that the poor kid would go to bed with that blissful bit of doubt in his mind that he might not be related to you. Wakes up with just <laughs> completely proven. <laughs> I think he is starting to wonder because he's. I've taken to telling him every time he annoys me, um, or. Is a smart ass. I'll tell him, oh, jeez, I'm glad you're adopted. I'm glad you're adopted. <laughs> Can't wait till you're 18 and I can give you the papers and you're officially... <laughs> my, my duty here is done. Oh, you guys Jesus. enjoy your Father's Day? Yeah, mate. Always. Yeah. Mate, I, I had a great Father's Day um, to continue coaching the boys' basketball team. I had to uh, get certified. And of course, the certification course was on Father's Day, which was fantastic planning. Um, so I got we dropped did discuss off. that last week. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? I, I got dropped off um, at the the home complex, and actually had a fucking great day. So out of a five hour course, you know, we did some time in the classroom. Like you know, you can't you can't swear at kids. This is how you deal with shithead parents. Did you did you take that part of the class? Like, did you stand up in front and say, "This is how you oh, handle man, it"? Man, even at under elevens, right? So th- this team, right? It's it was under elevens, and not a player on the team was ten years old. Hmm. So they were all between the ages of seven and nine playing up. Hmm. Now that means that they've got some basic skills, but they don't have any of the the 10-year-old or height or anything else that a 10 or 11-year-old's got. And for a couple of these kids, it was their first competitive um, team sport. Right? At least one of them had special needs. And I still had parents coming at me angry with the way I was coaching them and that I wasn't 
you know, they, they, they're not good enough at defense. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, so. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, what I will say about our club, though, is they don't take any shit from that. Yeah. And they will 100% always stand by the coach, which is great. But, um, the yeah, the, 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 the worst bit was there was a, a complaint from, from someone outside at the way the, there were a couple of people were behaving on the sideline at um, an, an under-11s you know, Div 3 um, club game. Wow. Yeah. So, um, but, but on Father's Day, after a, an hour or, t- or two hours in the classroom, we just got to fucking play basketball for the rest of the day. So there were a bunch, a bunch of middle-aged, past their prime guys in the gym together, just go Kobe all day. So. Yeah, good. Oh, well, it was fantastic. How many points you have, mate? What'd you say? How many points did you have? Just dropped a dropped a lazy forty. Oh no, mate! We won't keep it score. <laughs> we'll keep it score the noises we'll make in, as we shot it was, it was, ten, it was, it was, it was a ten, 10 bucks a basket that's it. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to integrate their love of poker with their with their love of coaching children's basketball yeah look so you know I kind of feel that I've I've ticked the box off I uh, just narrowly missed out on an and one contract back in the 90s so I feel as if I've now fulfilled that dream <laughs> And 40. <laughs> <laughs> How good. Right. So, first things, what, what are we going to do first? I mean, it's going to be an old, it's going to be an old school merged episode this time. So, we're going to have the uh, the news and the, the recaps and the, the previews and everything all jammed into one. Yep. So, what what, what shall we start with this week, boys? Um, let's I haven't pr- really let's taken- review. Let's review first. Review first, okay. You want to do mm. news first, okay? No, I do. We can re- okay, we can review first. <laughs> okay, so we go back to round twenty-five, and the uh, first game we had there on the Thursday was the Parramatta Eels twenty-two defeating the Melbourne Storm fourteen. The Eels twenty-two came through tries to Dylan Brown, uh, Penasini, Sivo, uh, Moses three conversions, two penalty goals defeating the Storms fourteen. Tries to Harry Grant, Nick Meany, and uh, Noffer with one conversion to Meany, and that's it. I was impressed with how Para handled Melbourne's pack. Yeah, I think um, whilst Para's got some big bodies in that forward pack, I would have um, anticipated that the Storm would have laid a much much heavier platform for guys like Munster and Harry Grant to play off the back of, and I, I felt like Para really nullified a lot of what Melbourne tried to do in the middle and. And then Brown and Moses, um, and as much as it pains me to admit, I've got to give Gutho a little bit of credit as well. Um, they, you know, took full advantage of that extra time and space and just um, went about their business. And there was good good metres out wide. And I, I think Para, you know, they put on some slick tries with really handy ball playing and, and you know, the, the skill players really stood up based on what the the pack were doing. So I was impressed by that. Yeah, I mean, still, Melbourne, Melbourne's ball control and, and, and discipline, again, was, was, was fucking terrible. But I also yeah, think... Yeah, that's it. I also, I also think that, like, they, they might have been suffering a little bit from, you know, the you know, the week before was game as well, which was a, 
you know, full on finals esque mm. encounter against the Roosters. Yeah. Um. Not to mention, you know, they 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 did rest. Uh. You know, Hughes for for starters, which is clearly a sign a signal that while you know, obviously they would like to have won this game and finish in the top four. I think a uh, a home game at uh, Amy Park in round one of the finals versus an away game facing, you know, the Panthers mm. is probably not the worst. Mm. You know, not the, they, they probably, you know, t- took the odds through that, you know, that, that with that with that being the other outcome, then it probably wasn't the worst thing that could happen anyway. And if they could rest some guys and reload, you know, yep. for the next week, then so be it. Yep. And look, again, to, to your point, I'm not sure Craig Bellamy is ever going to go into a, a game thinking, shit, we need to, to lose this one. And they obviously would have wanted the the, the extra life, yeah. um, but they wouldn't be too disappointed with, with where they are on the ladder. Speaking of the game, though, I, th- I think to your point, he will be absolutely ropeable at their ball control mm. and the field position they gifted Parramatta. Mm. Yeah, particularly yeah. in the first half. They were up against it for the entire first half. Yeah, that's it. Defensively, yeah, just because of that, just because of the ball control. And that's, and just that's f- been a storm of... Yeah, sorry, that's been a, the story of Melbourne's... A lot of Melbourne season, they, they, yeah. you know, we've, you know, they went through a slump, which we all said we've, we've never seen them experience before. Four, right? and yeah. yeah, I mean, whilst you know, personally, I'd still back them to get it right in the finals, based purely on experience and the coaching of Bellamy. That they are still making more uncharacteristic errors than than ever. Yeah, which is a concern. Yeah, exactly, and and Parramatta just seemed to to look look more energetic in the contest. Mm. You know, you you look over it. Parramatta had six errors. Melbourne had 12. And on top of that, eight penalties. Mm. Right? So that that sort of, of just handing field position and, and territory to the opposition is something that Melbourne hasn't really had to do before. You know, or, yeah. or had to, to cover off. So... Um, It'll be very interesting to see how they bounce back this week. But on the socials, Wade uh, said, Melbourne just need one more Munster. Someone help him. Uh, Rod, Nass is the new fake tough guy. Never does hero runs at anyone over half his size. Ricky, no team has ever won the comp when their starting second role failed an HIA after a hit from Mitchell Moses. Who, you know, and fuck, we've we've been some of his biggest attractors, both in terms of of what he's done on the field and in terms of attitude he's displayed in there. Uh, But since coming back, what did he break his finger? Whatever it was. Mm. Since coming back, he's been in good form. He's been in really good form. Um, Adam. Now, this is interesting. I reckon coming fifth is almost a better ladder spot this year. You play the Raiders next week, then play the loser of the Sharks and Cows. Yeah. Come fourth, you have to beat Panthers, if not play Roosters Rabbits winner. Yeah, yep. it's de- it's definitely the easier of the two. Yeah, and that's the, and that's the thing. Like while they wouldn't have wanted to lose, I mean that it's definitely you know that it's it's not the end of the world outcome. Correct. If they if they had a loss, and well, they could, a- and they could take the opportunity to rest some guys and stuff in the in the process. If they yeah. win, great. If they lose, fine. Exactly, John. Said, well done, Para. They turned up and dropped the Storm's pants tonight. Storm are in decline since Noffa turned up. And we'll give the last word on that one to uh, Grover, who said, who knew a patchwork backline would not be staunch in defence? 
Who knew that our edges will run in on a regular basis? Who knew Johns would be as effective in attack as Pete Evans' lump against Rona? Pete Evans' lamp against Rona. Munster played three positions tonight, 6-7-1, and his errors were born out of that pressure. I'm not sure how CB will deal with the whole Ricky is my mate, but fuck that guy because they beat us at home thing next week because we have moved from one bogey side to a bigger one next week. At least Husey will be back and money can just be money. So, TLDR, Storm yeah, I was fans, just going to say, terrified TL, TL, DL. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't know this. Storm fans are terrified of Canberra. Yeah, they are. Apparently, like apparently Canberra. fucking pants-shooting yeah. terrified. Yeah, yeah, not not of Canberra in in general, but Canberra in at, in in their home. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine living like that? No, I can't. Like, are there fucking like charities where you have to grow strange facial hair set up for these people? That's a fucking terrible existence. Being afraid of Canberra. Yeah, but on the other Fuck hand, they kind of, you know on the other hand they kind of deserve it. So yeah, true. Fuck them. Yeah. No Thanks GoFundMe's, so. no charities. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> the, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 21 defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls 20 at Accor Stadium. The Bulldogs tries to Burns, Docker Clay, Shoop, Kyle Flanagan. Uh, two conversions to Birdo, a field goal to Birdo, uh, defeating the Seagulls with tries to DCE, Christian Tupolodu. Marty Tapao in his last game, thank Christ. Uh, Homoli Olakuatu and uh, two conversions to Daly. All yours. Yeah, this one. Um, I mean, it, go, it goes down. It goes down in the books as a as a loss, and uh, but you know, and and so really, you know, in, in terms of like ladder ladder points, it's it may as well have been like you know the way that they lost against the 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 Raiders the week before, or the the Sharks the week before that, or you know whenever the Sharks game was. But realistically, though. This one, um, it wasn't too bad. I mean, they you know blooded a you know debuted or had a starting debut for a kid at fullback in a in a fucking monsoon, and against coming up against Matt Burton and his kicks, and uh, and you know and he actually did really well until like yeah, the last five minutes when he uh, you know when he lost the match by spraying one, but um, otherwise you know the kids they had there you know, had in there they actually did the job. They looked like they were there to play. Um, and particularly until the, until the rain started pissing down and they started dropping the ball, I mean they looked really fucking good. Um, even even some of the departing guys like Dylan Walker and Marty Tapao, you know, had had reasonable games. Um, Andrew Davies was fucking hopeless, and he's he's almost responsible for the loss because it just seemed like he fucking dropped the ball every time the ball went out to him on the left. And he's usually a reliable guy, but you know, perhaps showing why he doesn't have a deal. For next year, or his deals seem to keep evaporating. I heard he'd re-signed with the Eels, and then I think the whole Papali potentially backflipping thing that kind of put that on ice. And then he was going to go to the Dogs, and you know I don't think that's happening either. So, you know, he made his debut what two years ago for Parramatta at about the age of twenty-eight, and mm-hmm. uh, I think his career may be coming to <laughs> coming to an end um, again already after a couple of uh, re- you know reasonable seasons. Um, but yeah, look, it's not not a game that I think either team's going to take too much out of it. Um, Birdo, I mean, Birdo would love to play every game in a fucking typhoon because, I mean, that's literally the sum total of their attacking ability. Him putting up fucking kicks from hell, and uh, and you know the conditions certainly help that. But uh, yeah, good. The end of the fucking season. Thank Christ, <laughs> and fine, and finally, and. Uh, and I can't wait to fucking stop hearing about them in the in the in the news when the finals game start. Essentially, 
<laughs> if they oh. if they get out of the news before the finals game start, because let's face it, we're fucking recording this on Wednesday night, and uh, we still haven't seen an article about the finals just yet. Oh, tangentially, one about Latrell, but that, other than that, yeah. But even no. that's not. Yeah, it's not really football related, is it? It's it's book of feuds shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to get the to get the spice going for those but guys. The thing, yeah, yeah. The, there are so many fucking spicy matchups tonight. Uh, this well, like they say well. I mean, this like they're saying like like you like you're talking about like with the bogey team with the storm and everything like that. And yeah. there's like and 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 there's heaps of of drama and like actual you know parody and competitiveness in the Panthers versus the Eels and like, that's know. it. And it, well, plus, you know more to that, they're two sides that fucking hate each other anyway. And there's that you know yeah. we own the West, and it's a geographic. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Yeah, um, yeah. It's an interesting one. Manly had six line breaks to two in that game. Yep. The dogs, where is it? Had. Oh my god, I've lost my fucking stats. The dogs had twelve offloads to four. <laughs> so manly, you know, and it was apparent from the. You got to remember, we had we, we had we had another we we had eight that Marty Tapau just threw to the dogs. Yeah, true. Um, but <laughs> no, he only did one of those. <laughs> but Manly went into their shell playing a yeah you know, a, a usual brand of wet weather football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the the dogs didn't. Looking at it from a technical point of view, though, Manly played a textbook game of wet weather football. You know, they kept their kicks low, their grubber count was high. Their bomb count was low, you know. Um, the dogs didn't, and I think that that's great. It came off for them in this game, but Burton needs to be smarter. Yeah, and and he really and and he he could have gone through this game with, you know, nothing and you know, getting slammed by his fans. But I mean, but but for the fact that he did two things in the last five minutes, yeah, that only exactly. got him home. But also the other thing, the, the other thing that that makes me not too, you know, too disappointed about this one is I mean going into this game without without our first choice one, two, three, four, five, eight, ten, twelve <laughs> and fucking two bench players. I mean the amount of fucking you know miss you know massaging of the side just to get yeah, a fucking but out, of, out of, field. of those out of those so, Tommy's Tommy and Tommy and his fucking half brother are the only half decent ones. Well, he's, he's like hard. I mean, I'm pretty sure like, they're full. Bro- I'm pretty sure they're full not brothers. Like Penrith, where every first grader who's out actually matters. <laughs> well, no, that's like exactly it's right. Tommy, it's Tommy and Jake. Yeah, well, that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly right. Yeah, two players out. Yeah, well, no, and, and, and Ruben, and, and, and Ruben Garrick as well. The first, the first, and, 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 and the best fullback in the game as well in Ruben Garrick. But um, huh. and yeah, and and the Future funny thing, night, Ruben Garrick. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if they can come up with the fucking freight. Jesus Christ! Spoiler, spoiler! They can't. Oh, look, look, look! Don't get me wrong. I'd never want him to go there. I mean, other than the only standpoint that makes me want to go there is, makes him is like if you can earn literally double your pay packet. Yeah, fuck it. Then fucking young young man, it's a fucking short career. There's no need to feel down. Go and make young man. Go and make that. Go go and make that money, and fucking and go make that money and 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 secure yourself and your family's future for in good health. That would have been but, great if if there was still a, to- a coach named Brown at that place. We would have been fucking off to the races with that parody. <laughs> yes, but he's uh, um, yeah, many coaches yeah. ago, and now, uh, he's, Matthew, now he's the pathways manager for fucking the Parramatta Eels, isn't he? The fucking hell. Matthew <laughs> said, "I reckon Serraldo needs to cane Burton in the off season, get him bigger and fitter, and fix his defense. Yeah, it can be improved." 
Uh, Matthew, Foran and JMK farewells, both clubs having disrupted seasons for various reasons. While they're both lacking a bit of class or finesse, there's a lot of attitude and determination tonight, making for a good pub slot game. Well done on the Dairy Queen, sir. Jordan, sexy good bloke showing how good his coaching skills are by having his two former teams battle it out in one of the greatest bludges of 2022. <laughs> I was going to say, it wasn't fucking enjoyable game. Enjoy your off-season, Eagles. And <laughs> try, be, try and be Dairy Queen. I mean, admittedly, like, you know, the conditions did play a large part of that, but still, I mean, it wasn't fucking great. Um, my favourite comedian, Timmy McIntyre, he said, let's pray Mine with Dez's last game. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. That's that's like fucking that's like a pineapple and pickled pizza. I mean, like it's, a, it's just like yeah, sure, sure they're great things, but I mean, like do they go together? <laughs> David, so the Des Klein came faster than usual. Blacktown Eagles are also two and twenty. The juniors they put all their faith into repaid the team by eating his feelings and looking more like a prop than a half. Trent Barrett off the market. Not many positives heading into twenty twenty three for Manly. I'd say there's some gold at the end of the rainbow, but we know how they feel about those. There we are. <laughs> Next game. <laughs> Who's that fucking loser? <laughs> <laughs> the Roosters, 26, defeated the Rabbitohs, 16, at Allianz Stadium. The Roosters, 26, tries to Crichton, Walker, Tedesco, and Butcher. Four conversions from as many attempts to Sam Walker and a penalty goal. The Rabbits, 16, tries to Mamazellis and a double to Tane Mill. Latrell, two conversions, and uh, no more. Tass missed his. I was impressed by Angus Crichton um, for the Roosters in this game. I think he's he's had a bit of a lull, and I, I feel like just, just in recent, the last couple of months, he's working his way back into some of his best form, which the Roosters are going to need if, if, if they're to make any noise, real noise in yeah. the finals. Um, yep. Tedesco had a big game, and... I wonder if that was because he was up against Luttrell and, and, and stepped up. Um, Mitchell was reasonably well contained, I thought, by the Roosters and came out in the media that, you know, he's, he's played there and, you know, that quite often they'd target individual players or train to target individual players and obviously with a fair knowledge of, of his game and his skill set, um, Robinson had a, a pretty handy game plan to, to combat what he was going to bring to the table. So... Um, all in all, pretty impressed by the Roosters. And, um, I don't know. The Rabbits are going to be kicking stones over it. They no. Play them again this week. So um, I don't, I don't think They back up immediately. And, they, you know, they rested Damien Cook. And, and, you know, Cameron Murray was essentially rested because he was knocked mm. out of the game in, like, the first minute or whatever. So yeah. So there's there's certainly, you know, a different Rabbit side that will come out when it actually counts. And, uh, and once again, I mean, the Roosters... Yeah, like absolutely, absolutely beat down for mm. the first, you know, for the first half and yeah, and, you know, and, and beyond. But again, like that last thirty minutes, like what happened to Storm the week before. I mean, despite the fact that they've beaten them down, I mean they like they do let some points in and they do let it closer than they let it get closer than they should. That's and it. although the scoreline doesn't, the scoreline doesn't really reflect it. But you know, the last ten minutes of that game, the Rabbits were you know fairly on top. And you know, had a couple of opportunities there, and almost you know, and needed like one more try. One more try, they almost scored to get them yeah. back within sort of striking distance. That's it. So there was a full again. There was a, a, a full ten minute stretch right at the end. Yeah, yeah. Where where the rabbits were were looking like running over the top of them. Um, unfortunate thing for this one, I think was was the injuries that came out of it, and especially when they play each other. 
this week. Um, the big victory here, though, I think is over being able to get in the heads of people like Latrell and yep. Walker. Yep. Because that's South's that's very obvious Achilles heel. They are a team that are... That, that fall off that attitude cliff, you know, very, very abruptly. As in, they'll use it to their advantage and they'll use it as fuel and uh, a pissed-off Cody Walker or, God forbid, a pissed-off Latrell Mitchell is a very fucking dangerous opponent. But then all of a sudden, through their own doing, if you can get them to that point of going too far, they become ineffective. And I think the Roosters have really taken the cookies for being able to do that this week. Um, and, I think and the, the Roosters have got pretty good at it. I mean, they they, they yeah. did to the Storm the week before as well. And they, and they just seem to be able to like unleash you know a guy like Waria Hargraves on a team and to do all the grubby shit yep. and just sort of pull him back or get him out of the action in the nick of time. Just enough. And then let, yeah. and then let the other team... You know, self-destruct from all of the. But the, you know, and, the and they don't been... lose any. They don't lose anything when he goes off the field. Yeah, you know, it's it's not like um, like you know, you imagine if, like if that if that was it was Kikau's job, and it was okay, yeah. we have to get him off now before this ball's over and he punches someone. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you lose that strike weapon out there in yep. your attack. Yep. Um. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm very excited about this game this weekend, actually. Uh, Ryan in the Facebook group said Cam Murray in opening minute head knocks is there a more iconic duo yeah it's fucking <laughs> true that's a two this year isn't it <laughs> uh, Matthew he said in my 47 years on this planet tonight is the first time I've ever heard a rooster's chant from the crowd I'm not sure what that means except it's probably time to say your prayers and hope that the apocalypse is quick and painless I'd say it's more likely piped in via the fucking PA in the new stadium yeah that's it. <laughs> if it's the first time um, Lachlan, he said, Mitchell hasn't just been quiet, he's been completely shut out. And Nick, now I don't understand this one, you're going to have to explain this one to me. He said, punch, punch, cuddle, rapidos are a feel-good story before UFC Paris. What's well, UFC I mean, there was, Paris? There was, UFC Paris was on was uh, Sunday morning, you know, our time. And there was a, you know, and, and there was a couple of, uh, and, and you, you talk about punch, punch, cuddle. Thing. Oh no, I get that. So, bit. Yeah, yeah. So the, the UFC, the UFC was on in Paris at you know like a, our time, you know, like Sunday morning to lunchtime. So that, that was on, a on thing. Sunday. He's not like talking about people just surrendering. No, no. Okay, cool. There was a couple. There was a couple of Australians over there uh, fighting in UFC that weekend. Cool. Oh, that's on, on Sunday morning. Uh, Riggs in the Facebook group said the Roosters have bought really good game plans the last few weeks that have shut down opposition stars. Munster last week and Mitchell tonight. Also, can confirm the stadium is fucking grouse. So there you go. Grouse, is it? Grouse. Grouse. Truth. That's somewhere I need to visit. <laughs> right. Um, where are we? What's the next game? Oh, here we go. The uh, Gold Coast Titans, 27, defeated the uh, New Zealand Warriors, 26, at Mount Smart Stadium. Titans uh, tries to AJ Brimson, Bo Firma, Jaden Candle, and Paul Turner. Um Tanner Boyd, four conversions and a penalty goal, uh, and the critical field goal. And uh, the Warriors tries to Arthur's uh, DWZ via and a double to Josh Curran. Reese Walsh, two conversions. Channel Harris Tavita, one conversion. There was a point in this game where the Warriors were just doing as they pleased against the Titans and, and looked like they, they might 
go on with it and put 50 on them. And then they promptly did what the Warriors do and and started falling apart. Then they come back a little bit and the Titans kept coming and um, tied it up with a, with a penalty goal. And... The way it turned in this game so quickly at the end was was crazy because I didn't even, I didn't see it happen. I was at, I was visited my mum, watched the first half at her place, finished up the visit at uh, probably about fifteen twenty minutes in, driving just like you know three suburbs to pick up my daughter from her grandmother's place on the way back home, and when I got out of the car, <laughs> it was twenty six twelve and there was like about ten minutes to go if that, picked her up. <laughs> Had a chat for a couple of minutes. Thought, yeah, the game's going to be well and truly over. Get back in the car. And oh, here we go towards the end of fucking Golden Point Extra Time. I was like, what the fucking fuck? How did that happen? I, I had to get over and get the KO and fucking wind it back and watch the last 15 minutes because like, how the fuck could this have happened? Like, yeah, this is one of those things crazy. that didn't compute. Yeah. It's, there was some comical tries, um, which I thought was reasonably symbolic of some of what both teams have dished up this season. But the, the, the Bo Firma one where he would have sworn blind it should have been a penalty for offside. And yep. then, you know, he just grabs it and scores. And then the Leah just regulation hit up, puts puts some fairly basic footwork on and streaks away fucking 80 metres and scores under the sticks. It's crazy. Under eight stuff. But um, Tanner Boyd, I don't know where he fits into the, to the mix as far as the Titans go or whether... You know, they're, they're done with Toby Sexton or, or, you know, they're trying to give him more time to develop given he's so young. Um, he's a tough, nugget. He's killing it. He's, ki- he's killing it in the Queensland Cup too. Yeah, it, which doesn't surprise me. But, yeah. um, you know, Boyd is a very, obviously a very different halfback. He's, he's a workman-like sort of guy. He doesn't have any, you know, real flashy skill set, but... I feel like um, that's what you get out of Kieran Foran, so it's probably only one of those in exactly, there yeah. Yeah, next year. Mm. But um, but look, you know, we've had people telling us, you know, the Tanner Boys, Tanner Boys, fucking garbage, and deserves no credit from the, you know, from this show. And I say, my fucking my Tanner Boy fucking shares have gone through the roof. They're fucking moving. <laughs> I tell you, I'm, I'm I'm selling them at the top. <laughs> uh, okay. I, again, like we talk a lot about the halves for the, for the Titans. I still don't fucking understand how. You look at that Bulldogs team last year, right? That had people that wouldn't make other first grade sides. Like, look at the West Tigers this year. Mm-hmm. How many of those players, unless the Storm beg for them, <laughs> how many of those players would As you it take turns out, team? two Adam Dury and David Novaluma. That's it. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, they Adam... asked for Ken Mamalo as well, didn't they? Oh, I, I, I think he was, on, he was on the list before Noffo, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like Nate, would you would you take let's let's say foreign staying at your club? Yeah. Would you take Dewey over it? No, fuck no. Exactly. Fuck no. Exactly. You know would would you take would you take Hastings? No. Hang said? on. How did this turn out to be about the Tigers? You were no, making a saying, point about the Titans. Yeah. But the Titans are in that similar position, fucking battling it out for the spoon. Look through their forward pack. Yeah, how many of like... those? How many of that pack would you take over Marty Tapao? Yeah, like fucking most of them. Exactly. Even you know, their you... fucking hooker. 
You would look at it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you look at it, you're like, well, fucking hang on. Yeah, T- Tino's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. in yeah. a second. Like, he, he, under under a fucking proper coach that actually will tell the cunt how to play. I can work with Fafita. I can work with fucking Mo as well. And Fafita obviously speaks ball. for himself. That's it. Like, yeah. You know, like the other teams that, that are down here, you look across and you're like, yeah, well, I, like I get it. There's, there is a talent deficit in some positions and, and all of them key positions. I don't get how the Titans aren't dominating teams in the middle at least. Yeah. For the fucking life of me. Yeah. With the socials, I should say. Nothing oh, good, I'm sure. Oh, look, there was, you know. The trouble is, all all of our Warriors listeners are fucking like great quality people, yeah. And it just saddens me that they fucking have to see this. But Dom, except for the fact that most of them are Kiwis, he said, "Fuck me, Dad. Can you cunts just finish the season off already?" Uh, Norts, <laughs> as a Titan supporter, I'm sorry for subjecting everyone to seeing extra time of this bullshit. <laughs> um, Hayden, he said, "Fuck me, Dad. Did the Warriors just do a Tigers and literally fuck it at the end?" Uh, yes, they did. Thanks for the spoon, you cunts. I would suggest that the Warriors had a fairly minimal role in the Tigers winning the spoon this year. <laughs> None whatsoever. Um, Scott, with some fucking Dairy Queen vibes here, he said, my son was born on Monday morning and he's just come home yesterday. What a wonderful week it's been all around. There you go. There's a fucking ray of sunshine. Congratulations. The only man. person on earth who hasn't seen the Titans lose. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well done. Hopefully he picks a better football team. Uh, Levi said that final 10 minutes sums up the whole season. Never showing any actual desire to win a game. Embarrassing. Maybe they should get them on the scaff for preseason to show them what they would be doing if they weren't playing. (laughs) (laughs) There we are. Okay, the uh, Dragons, 22, defeat the Broncos, 12 at Netstrata Jubilee. And the uh, Ben Hunt revenge game came true. The uh, Dragons, 22, came through tries to Jack Bird, Cody Ramsey, and a double to uh, Matthew Fenai with Lomax, three conversions. The Broncos, 12, came through tries to Hoiter and Billy Walters with two conversions from Adam Reynolds. Completion of the, the end of the end of season cap- capitulation uh, of Brisbane. I feel like in the end, despite showing promise and, and just maybe six weeks ago being in the top four, ultimately I think they showed everyone they didn't really deserve to be in the What's the worst capitulation? I think I think it's yeah. the worst capitulation all time, like in terms yeah. of, you know, being you know, in the top four to crashing out within the space of time that they did so. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um having said that, there's there's plenty to build on. Um and they've obviously got Walsh coming next year and you know Hang on, I, I we think... just we just reviewed the Warriors game. <laughs> yeah, like Brisbane's goal line defense is going to take a massive fucking hit. You would expect. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so you know, what are the you know? I guess the the litmus test for Reynolds really is year two of his deal, as we've spoken about previously. What do they get yeah. out of him? Particularly his durability. Prob- yeah, and because he's always injured, we've we've said that once or twice on this show. Um, but you know their past month of football has has been fucking atrocious. And- well, fuck fuck their past month of football. Their week leading into this game, when you've got fucking leaks in the media saying mm. that um, 
players, players don't unhappy go to they Kevin. got roused on. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you, there were players that were unhappy they got roused on by Kevin. Yeah. And then you've got fucking um, Glenn, your mate from the fucking Chinese New Year um, talking <laughs> about, the, you know, that, that he that Kevin doesn't coach the side and everyone looks to Adam Reynolds to, yeah, yeah. to figure it out. That's crazy. Like, yeah. Talk about a fucking backhander on the way out the door, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I immediately when I saw that, even though like it's chaos and it's fuck the Broncos, and and I love that shit. At the same time, like I would never sign that cunt. No, yeah, like exactly. that guy. That he is. That guy is not a team guy in no. any way, shape, or form. Fuck him. No, like that. That is terrible. Yeah, and yeah. I think and I, and I heard he then got reamed by Reynolds. You know, training. Yeah, for yeah. Um, for going Fucking off rightly so. Yeah. Because Reynolds is coach, so. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben Hunt, one final points grab um, en route to potentially winning the Dally M. Yeah, no, um, three points. He's, you know, his season's been remarkable um, given how his teammates have performed. Um, he's, we've said it time and time yeah. again, single handedly kept. Kept St. George in games, won them games, just fucking outstanding all year. And it's not to, and it's not just a, you know, a matter of him being the, the best player on a garbage side. I mean, he's been the best player on the field in the games when mm. they've won. You yeah, know, exactly. And, yeah, and, and, and sometimes when they haven't, mm. you know. Mm. Um, but, I mean, this game was like a, a, a genuine revenge game. He was setting up tries, making try-saving tackles, 40-20s, like, fucking everything. Yeah. If you were looking at both of these sides, and yeah, you know, we we understood the the hole that Brisbane had dug themselves into, but again, you get a neutral and you say one of these sides have a slight mathematical chance to make the postseason if they score enough points. Which yep. one is it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it it's the side that's trying absolutely fucking everything it can to. <laughs> And then you get that, then you get that, that, that Steve Jackson fucking Fenai try at the end as well, yeah. just to seal the result. Where he, you know, where it was great, he was speed, speed and skill running an excellent line to get through, and then just like power and just fucking heart to claw his yeah. way, claw his way to reaching distance of the line. Yeah, that was fucking absolute gold. Has there been any resolution on Hunt's contract? Is he not yet signed for next no. year? I, I, I suspect that the, the Dragons have, have made him a revised offer that's more to his liking. But, yeah. you know, there the you guy go. the guy's going to be in demand and his price tag's going to go up when he gets that fucking trophy as well in a, you know, a, couple, yeah. you know, a couple of weeks. So. Fucking earth he is. Uh, Noughts, he said, Ben Hunt continued to fuck the Broncos after all these years. Well played, sir. Uh, Richard, he said, I'm so proud Gamble came back from the dead for this game. Now I can go seek credit next year. <laughs> Bring on 23 when facing Wayne's jam rolls twice a year should give us enough points to crack the eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was fantastic. Let's go. That's Next it. Game. Okay. The uh, Cowboys 38 defeat the Panthers 8 uh, up there at the Abattoir in uh, North Queensland. The Cowboys tries to uh, Taolangi, Drinkwater, Hamaso, Tabuai, Fido, Reese Robson, and a hat trick to Valentine Holmes. Um, the conversions went uh, three to Val and two to Chad. And the Panthers eight tries to Jennings and to Ruva. Floor is yours. We spoke. We spoken enough about this game, right, Glenny? Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'm. I'm not sure. There's too much to say about this. It, it was literally a B grade, fucking resi side, 
um, versus versus side in the top four, and still, you know, it was a big win, but wasn't a blowout. Well, thirty point wins are kind of blowouts. I mean, I'm, no, I, under, I understand the concept of Dairy Queen vibes twenty twenty two. No, no, that no, thirty point not at all a blowout considering the fucking the points that have been leaked by the Broncos and the Tigers and all those other sides. Essentially, what I'm well, saying. Well, yeah, is, I mean, like say so you say you're saying it wasn't sixty. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, so Penrith's fucking resi team would make the eight in the NRL. They would beat the entire fucking bottom eight. That flog Canberra. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it was an absolute fucking positive all round. Um, I, I think, though, seriously, the, the biggest positives out of this one go to the Cowboys because that was a good run for them. They looked slick. Their attack looks good. And again, obviously, it's different when you've got a, an actual first-grade side that, that you're up against. But there, there was enough in that for them to really feel comfortable going into those finals. And fuck me, doesn't Valentine Holmes look good? He does. Yep. Yep. He's just... And, and look, it's not that he hasn't looked good all year. He looked absolutely fantastic in and, and up to and including Origin. Like, looked a, a, di- a different player. Um, but right now, he's settled into his groove, and I think he's going to be the difference in how deep they go. The well, I reckon it's the best form he's ever been in, including yeah. his time at the Sharks. And that was on drugs. <laughs> like, this is all natural. This is actually fucking, like, he's actually earned this. Sammy it's Sosa wasn't great. fucking hitting home runs after they fucking found out the career team wasn't career yeah. team. <laughs> 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 or, or what is, you see um, that AFL guy got kicked out oh. of the casino for a, a bag of white powder came having, out of his fucking Having a bag of cocaine-esque looking powder <laughs> on, on his person. And what did he say? It was crushed up anti- Crushed up anti-inflammatory <laughs> medication. Fuck, <laughs> so mate. Like, so it was like crushed up Voltarens. Like, <laughs> and, but oh. did you hear? Did you hear as well that he's got some fucking lawyer representing he's now him now? He's like, going to sue him. It's like an anti-discrimination thing he's yeah. saying now because oh, he's disabled and God. needs fucking crushed this up neurofen. Yeah, that's that's like a like the guy who gets trapped in a lie and he just has to fucking keep doubling down on that lie and now he's going to take it all away. And oh spend- man, it's like again. Did these these are those lawsuits? Like I remember years and years and years ago, when my old man worked in waste management. There was a guy. Who, Is that a euphemism for the mafia? Um, Tom Cruise's mafia <laughs> worked in worked in waste management. Tom, Tom Cruise's mafia. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking clam cleanup. Um, and a, a dude like fucking cut a hole in a fence at a landfill. Yeah. Took his dirt bike in there and was riding his dirt bike around the landfill, jumping it over all the, the yeah. piles of stuff. Went in, fell off, and went into a hole because it's a fucking landfill. They dig holes in it and fill it. The clues in the name. Yeah, yeah. And he fell <laughs> down a hole because it was nighttime. The clues in the name broke both his legs oh. and sued them. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like that's like that's if someone breaks into your house. I mean, you know, and they fall down the stairs and yeah. you know, like that's they can it. trespass. But you're, yeah, you're exactly. Fucking, your fucking railing is dangerously unsafe, sir. <laughs> Um, yeah again the Penrith rested everybody the Cowboys didn't they won the game Uh, shock horror so I don't think there's too much you can take out of this apart from 
the, the Cowboys looked pretty smooth at attack. They did exactly um, what they were supposed to do. I mean, because the, yeah, the only the only risk it. going into this game was if they got handled by uh, an, an understrength Panther side, then that, that would have been a massive fucking blow to the confidence. And yeah, um, and, I, and I think from Penrith's point of view, this one was a really good one. You know, a a for those players coming in. Like, oh fuck, that that's first grade. That's what it's like. And if we're not careful, those are the results that we're going to have. So, uh, yep. and then also um, for Penrith fans. So just remember, just remember how close every single fucking team is to mediocrity. I mean, for us, we have to lose every single first grader we have, um, but it's possible, you know. Uh, the fucking mm. we 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 don't want a fucking Richie Valens on the way up to North Queensland. To hear that one. <laughs> <laughs> Rishi, he said, Chris Smith is consistently the worst player on the field. So far, his laziness in defence was the biggest factor in the first try. He dropped the ball cold and attacked, gave away six again that led to the second try. I know I'm just getting things off my chest now, but I also saw him miss a tackle on a player not actively trying to break the tackle, and then he kicked after we got a six again. There we go. Tell us how you really feel. Jordan, the bong water and the Chad tearing the minor premiers up. Let's not mention the fact that there isn't a starting 13 player of the Panthers team, though. Robbie, kind of sad the Penrith Cubs are better than 50% of the competition. They are. Ben, can't believe the boys let the Panthers training squad score on them. Matt, fuck the result. Watching a big cunt running down a little cunt is just quality. That was fucking That really was. I mean, like incredibly poorly, poorly fucking managed by, who was it, who was it that made the break? It was a drink water that was running yeah, down the sideline? Yeah. Like incredibly poorly managed, you know, running away from his support and also just like seeing seeing the big cunt coming and just like, well, yeah, I've, I've got, got him time, covered. Yeah. And, running, and running himself away from his support to the point where yeah. he couldn't do anything about it and he had that's to commit. Um, but yeah, you got, I mean, you got to fucking love it. you got to love is, it. That's a fucking highlight. There we are, next game. Okay, the uh, Sharks 38 defeated the Knights 16 uh, in Newcastle. The Sharks 38 came through tries to Metcalf, Mulatalo, Ramian, Lachlan Miller, and a hat-trick to Britton Nakora. Hines, five from six conversions. The Knights tries to Tex Hoy and a double to Dominic Young, with uh, Tex Hoy getting two conversions. Knights started out all right. Competitive. For a time. Which they did the week before. That that first half yep. they put together the previous week was was the best they've played in in months. Yep. No? Um. My biggest takeaway from this game is, as we said, Newcastle started pretty well and, and fell away. I think Cronulla t- took a little bit of time to warm into the game, but when they did, Moylan and and Nico Hines, I, I thought, really took control and dominated. Um, and created space on the edges, um, which it all sort of amounted to the, the fact and the, the clear reality, certainly for Newcastle, that a side like Cronulla is on the, you know, potentially on the cusp of a very, very successful era, with you know, Hines there and still, you know, growing in his game, um, Fitzgibbon's coaching, etc. And Newcastle have pretty much the same ahead of them for the next five years competitive in patches yeah. in games and ultimately falling away and getting fuck all. That's mm. it's a sad reality for for Newcastle. No uh, no more than they deserve because, um, you know, they're rocketing up the list of fucking fan bases that I uh, think are cunts. But uh, still, you know, they're fucking long way from the Dragons. But 
Yeah, I I think Newcastle have, have fucked themselves for five years with the way they've yeah. managed their roster, in particular Ponga, but not just not just him. Yeah, and, and again, with, with the caveat, it's easy for us to sit here and talk about it and, and run through that because it, it's not like Newcastle went, oh, yeah, we're going all in on this fullback when there's 10 other success stories of teams doing the opposite. Yeah. Like St. George went all in on a representative half and that hasn't paid dividends for them. So I, I think the lesson here is, in terms of roster management, not to go all in on anyone unproven yep. while you while you have a, a building squad. You know? um, the, the really concerning thing here for me, if I'm a Sharks fan, is that they completed at 67%. And again, it's been a long season. They went in there and they... They understood that, that the opposition they faced weren't weren't a top quality team. But if I'm Craig Fitzgibbon, I really would have wanted them to come out of that game, you know, tuned up. Really tuned up. And the fact that they completed twenty seven sets in the entire game is something that will fucking expose them in the finals. Agreed. So that's a big watch out for them. And coming up against the coming up against the Cowboys side as well, they don't they can't afford to have a slow start. Yeah, or shit, or, or or shit completions. Yeah, but, um, yeah. exactly. Uh, Matt, he said, "Sexy Texas butterfly tattoo does things for me." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, they call you sexy Texas for nothing. <laughs> That's it. Uh, ben, he said, "Despite the Knights trying to bamboozle me with technology, I made it to my seat." thoroughly enjoyed the Britain Nakora masterclass that the kids got me for Father's Day. Bags of dicks for all the Norts fans. There you go. Chris, he said, doesn't Moylan know spraying Clemmer with a water bottle won't wash the shit off? That was one of my favourite parts <laughs> of the round, actually. Clemmer's <laughs> like, in there being fucking Terry Tough Cunt and Moylan's just there with a squirty bottle. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Andrew, the Norths are only trying so they can fuck up their supporters' perfect rounds when they dipped against them. Ouch. That fucking hurts. Here we are. That's it. That's it. Let's get on to the game of the round. Raiders, 56. <laughs> Feed the West Tigers, 10. We, uh, here we fucking he go. He wasn't talking about this game. <laughs> Raiders tries two. Timoko, Fogarty, Chris, Kotrick, Rapina, Savage, Papali'i, and a double to Hudson Young. Uh, Fogarty, seven conversions. Rapina, two conversions. And a penalty goal to Rapina with the Tigers, 10. Tries to Dane Laurie and Kenny Malmalo with one conversion to Adam Dewey. Well, fucking... Like, worse than the East game, almost. I mean, like 42-0 at halftime. Booed off the field at halftime by uh, the crowd that had gathered at Leichhardt, potentially, for one of the last times. <laughs> Leichhardt, Leichhardt faithful leaving after 30 minutes. Potentially oh. one of the last times they're there. Let's see a game. What's say you, Glenny? Um, I don't have a great deal to say other than it was fucking comical. This, in like this was this was an interpretive dance of our entire season <laughs> for eighty minutes. Um, <laughs> it's just fucking embarrassing. Um, there's there's no other way to put it. Just. You know, I, I know it's the last game of the season. Then we resigned to, to to winning the spoon, but 
you know, and and it's it's very pipe dreamy and, and very fucking, you know, it, maybe it's too high an expectation to think that, you know, when you when you're passionate about your team as a supporter, and you've got guys that pull that jersey on and run out and clearly treat it like it's just a fucking job and there are a bunch of people that are unhappy in their workplace but don't have the stones or the intestinal fortitude or the or the fucking skill or ability to be desirable to be employed anywhere else. Um, so they just trot out that week after fucking week is, is a fucking disgrace, to be quite honest. And, you know, the, the comments from Lee... Lee the lawyer, and he, I'll say that because I can't pronounce his surname. Um, but you know, when he was talking about that fan, who the fan was a dick, but he was like, "Oh well, you know, why should I give a fuck about his opinion? He's not a member. He doesn't put money into the club." Well, when did that? Are you talking about you you're talking about that old podcast beef? Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but but when did that particular fan, like many others, stop putting money into the club? And stop buying fucking membership or stop buying fucking jerseys every year because every year you pump hundreds and hundreds of dollars into these sorts of things and memberships, even just yeah. like me, away from home um, membership or whatever the case might be. But plenty of people stop doing that because these cunts just keep trotting out this bullshit year on year and, and you're expected to, to come out every week and just, you know... Dairy Queen it and go, no, that's okay, boys. You know, we support it. Whoever's in that fucking jersey. And it's okay for, for you guys to, to put that out there. Like, get the fuck out of here. That game, the the East game, the fucking Melbourne games over the last couple of years. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. You can't fucking just kidding yourselves. Kidding themselves. Thinking about it, though, and, and this is where I feel sorry for you. You guys don't even have that light at the end of the tunnel you know, like, like, oh, well, at least we're going to get fucking top three draft picks next year. Well, Munster's you know, coming. I mean, let's not forget that Munster's coming. Yes, Glennie, Munster's coming. Thank you. I pre- appreciate yeah. you agreeing with me. Into a fucking sock as he looks at his Dolphins contract. <laughs> <laughs> you can just imagine Noffer in his ear. Oh, Cam, fucking slip you on what? the he probably He probably would have come except for the fact that he's now had to spend extended time with David Nofaluma. Yeah, fuck this. Yeah, but judging from the tenor of David Nofaluma's interviews, I mean, he would have been saying, dude, don't. Yeah. Don't, yeah. No matter how much the money. Absolutely. Sure, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, I agree. Your career is short and you need to earn while the sun's shining, but some things are fucking worth more than money. <laughs> and and one you of deserve to not play for the Tigers as much as I deserve my origin jersey. <laughs> That's it. You, you can also make money sucking dicks, but you're not out there doing that, Cameron, are you? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, bad. look, you know they came they came out better in the second half, though. Competitive almost took the second half, Glenny. Oh, I love that. We won the second half. Oh yeah, cool. I'm just trying to fucking light a candle for you here, man. Yeah, fuck your candle. Get your candle and jam in your ass. There's no candles. There's no candles. fucking candles. On the the socials. (laughs) OG superfan, Saguna. Fuck that guy too. He said, um, I sent this to the Tigers. 
please note, while typing it, the Raiders scored three tries. <laughs> uh, fuck them all. No heart in the jersey. No structure. No defense. Just played fucked. Heaven forbid they ring me up to renew my membership. I'll be telling them to fuck off nicely. I ask myself, why do I watch them every week when you know the results are going to be? They should give us all free memberships for next year. And I still won't go to the games. I honestly don't think what Sheen's going to do to change this team. Learn to wrap up the ball and tackle all off-season. Watching the game now, please stop the fight. Fuck you, West Tigers. Fuck you. Eat a bag of dicks to a lot of you. Now, someone please ban me on here for six months. <laughs> uh, 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 Ryan, you said, has there ever been anything funnier than an angry ranger? No. <laughs> it hasn't been. He's, he's, he's held up the rest vault scarf now. He's one of us. That's it. We're going, uh, all, 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 all past indiscretions are forgiven. Feuds, are, feuds of hatchets have been buried. He's our boy now. <laughs> it seems you can take Noffer out of the Tigers, but you can't take the Noffer out of the Tigers. <laughs> uh, Terry, I'm at Leichhardt, and the Tigers fans just booed the team back onto the field. Great. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, and that sums up the socials for the regular season. There we, there go. we go. As we move into the uh, the best time of the year, Glenny. Not NFL having... starting this week, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go into the ESPN fucking NFL theme song, but uh, I don't want to sound too much like Bill Burr. Cause, I mean, he, like, he, loves, he loves to do it as well. Um I don't know, we've had Glennie singing the fucking Skype song tonight. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's not as nearly as triumphant as the ESPN one. <laughs> but, uh, the worst bit was Glennie fucking... put, put lyrics to it. Bum, 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 do, 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 do. They paved um, Paris Skype when I got a video <laughs> call. <laughs> Fuck, get your drawer out and put a fucking jingle to that, Nathan. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Tap your dick on your keyboard like you were before we hit record earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yes. I have a, I have a, 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 uh, I added a Tiny drawer dick. to my, I added, a, I added a drawer to my desk to to, to uh, place uh, my uh, massive dong and also my eighty-eight key keyboard as well <laughs> to facilitate easy practice for my new stage show, which is. Uh, <laughs> She's called Pianist of the Penis. <laughs> like, if I was you, I'd be down there working, and every time the kids came in to ask me for dumb shit, like kids do, I'd, I'd like play them off like they were on a fucking late night talk show. <laughs> be like, like, oh, you know, Dad, can I have fifty bucks for fucking something? You're like, fuck off. I have been, I, 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 I have been doing that. I have been doing that last couple of days. I actually got a, got a I've, I've, I've actually, I've actually got a tab, a, a, a tab on my phone with um with GarageBand open up with the keyboard, and I've been just making walking around the house playing playing the corn song and making up new lyrics to the song about corn, and just, just the troll, and it fucking drives Killy, it drives him fucking insane. Like, he just cannot deal with it. Any subject, we could be talking about anything, and I was whipping out, dun, 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 start playing the corn song. And he's just like, yeah, can't handle it. But um, fantastic. That's that that that, that, that corn that, trauma. That that corn shit is fucking. That, that's like you know my Dairy Queen for the fucking postseason. I think. Like is that? Hang on, is it like the band? No, no. That, that, that you haven't. Yeah, there's that guy on um who's uh, got that YouTube channel called um Recess Therapy where he does like interviews with 
with, with with kids and stuff, and you know they come out saying cute shit, and there's that there's that little black kid that's talking about how much he loves corn, and um and then the guy then the Gregory brothers who did all the, you know like Bed Intruder and Dead Giveaway and that they made they turned it into a song. Yeah, fuck yeah, no, I haven't. And, I haven't uh, no, it's fuck. I'll, I'll I'll send you send the that shit. Them so yeah, you, yeah, so you can see it first because it's funny. This little fucking kid just loves corn so much. <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish I wish I loved anything as much as this little fucking this motherfucker loves corn. I tell you, um, <laughs> man, but, um, I need to go and listen to Dead Giveaway too. I haven't listened to that in ages. Oh, it's so good. I can I can I can recall that that, that song in my head any time. So can I. Times. Oh, we ate ribs with this dude. <laughs> We didn't have a clue. <laughs> that Glennie was in his house. He said, please help me get out. Yeah. <laughs> Glennie's not yet wife was in his car. She said, please help me get out. <laughs> Dead giveaway. <laughs> and that's a song about how it's a dead giveaway when someone listens to Mr. Jones as much as Glennie does. That he's, uh, he's likely to be a, a kidnapper <laughs> and forced marrier. Um, now, uh, do you want to do news things or do you want to do the finals games previews? Let's preview the news. Push. Right. Okay. So finals week one. Week one. We're coming up, kicking off on a Friday evening and it's the uh, 1v4 game. The Panthers take on the Eels and uh, the Panthers side. Welcome back, Nathan Cleary, returning from suspension. Uh, Coruscant and Lenu returned from injury. And all of the players from last week who were rested returned in their original positions. And uh, the eel side, unchanged from last week. The only change is uh, in the extended bench, Nathan Brown in 18. Oh. Did that motherfucker evaporate over oh. the past six months? Nass is no longer the biggest tough guy playing this round. Well, mate, he's in Jersey 18, so well, someone's going to get knocked out for him to play. Yeah, someone's going to get knocked out for him to play. Right. Who's winning, Glennie? And Penrith. why? Penrith, I think the way Ivan has, has managed the roster with rest and, and he, you know, the, the fact that Cleary had that time off with suspension, I think will work in their favour. Um, I think they'll flick the switch. Regular season's over. It's now, to, you know, into the business end, and I don't. I think they'll be far too strong for Para. Parramatta's got them every time this season, though. And the, and yeah. the, the, the only thing, I, the only thing I wonder about the Panthers is, like, I don't think, I, I, I don't think Parramatta are going to win the whole thing. They, if, if they may get away with this week's game, but it's really just a matter of the Panthers have done a lot of resting and having suspended guys and injured guys in key positions over the last couple of weeks. And I'll just be interested to see how quickly they snap back into, you know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the forwards and, and the general, uh, you know, role in Isaiah, you know, I think that sort of stuff is just going to snap back in no problem at all. Yep. And so they'll, you know, they'll, they'll gain field position and they'll gain opportunities through that. We'll see about you know Luai and Cleary though, because I mean there's been times where it has taken a little while for them to get back, yeah. and um, and so it's just a matter of whether the rest of it and Appy can sustain enough and create enough to ease these guys back in, you know, and to just you know, to see how effective they are. And because if they're not if because if they're not at full if they're not at their full effectiveness, I mean the Eels have proven that they can score points against the Panthers pretty well, pretty consistently. They certainly um, can. They certainly can. The, and the, the Eels are a danger out wide. Yep. 
just they're, they're big and strong and and when they get on a roll you know, especially the Sivo side they're very 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 hard to stop they're very hard to stop Penrith need to be almost flawless for this one um, they they can't have those lapses they can't have those oh well you know shit that that didn't work or well that didn't happen as, as smoothly as we'd like it to you might get one or two chances at that that won't punish you again um, come finals time but you know the the fact that they're all back together again they, they would have been preparing for this moment since Cleary got suspended mm. you know, so uh, Penrith 13 plus put your house on it 13 plus put your house on it they say Mm-hmm. All right, not we they. shall see. Well, yeah. So, so you you say you say the Penrith you, didn't you say the Penrith are going to win easily though? So, you, but not by thirteen plus, Glenny. No, I, I don't think it'll be thirteen plus. I, I think they'll control the game, but I think it'll yeah. be reasonably the scoreline will be reasonably close. All right. Uh, the first elimination final takes place on Saturday afternoon. 5v8, the Melbourne Storm taking on the Canberra Raiders down there in Melbourne again, as always. And uh, even the finals games in Melbourne. Um, the Melbourne Storm side, they welcome back Jerome Hughes in the seven, which gets rid of uh, Cooper Johns, which is, you know, quite frankly, that's a match-winning change just like that. Um, the Raiders side, Whiten and Whitehead both rested last week. They go back into the side, which drops Hopwada and Frawley. To the Fuck, I forgot that happened. That makes that loss even worse, Glennie. You should be fucking ashamed. Yeah. I can't be any more ashamed than what I just described I was. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Yeah, he, he, did, he did refuse the lit candles and Dairy Queens. So, yeah. I'll back you, Glennie. Thanks. You were ashamed. You were, you, were, you were suitably ashamed. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so, can the Canberra Raiders live up to this uh, apparent hoodoo team status? Against the Melbourne Storm when it counts. Well, I think the Storm are vulnerable. And Nate, as you pointed out so expertly in the uh, the review, I think they're vulnerable in the forwards. You know, they're they're not that dominant forward pack that they were. And if you can get up in their fucking faces, even the Bromwiches had fucking shocking games with their hands last week. You know, so, uh, and one thing, Canberra have on their side is a big skillful fit forward pack so uh, that that's where the real opportunity lies and then even looking at that back line like me you know, Munster's a class of his own mm-hmm. you know um, and so is Hughes international player but Canberra have some fucking some size and strength out wide in the back so there's points there to be had this is Canberra's for the taking it really is tipping an upset yeah I wouldn't go. I don't think I'd no, go that far. No, not at all. Melbourne will win. But, um, yeah, look, again, you know, it's it's there for Canberra to take. I expect Canberra to be punished as a team that doesn't deserve to be in the eight and only scraped in there by virtue of a couple of fucking uh, horrible, horrible ends to seasons. Um I don't. I don't understand the storms. It's it's weird to see storm fans so fucking terrified about a side. But honestly, I just don't think Canberra can go for a finals game for eighty minutes if the team they're up against puts it on. And I don't, and I don't have any reason to believe that 
uh, Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster featuring side, and not just the Cam Munster featured side. It's a massive fucking difference. Hundred percent. Munster, Munster and Cooper Johns versus Munster and Hughes. Mm. I mean, that's one fucking player, you know, versus two players. Yeah. So there's, you know, I just I think the Storm will would have learned their lessons from the tough games that they've had over the last two weeks. Yep. They would have been looking ahead to you know week one of the finals. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just think on a on a basic coaching level, it's a fucking mismatch there as well. And yeah, true. you know we know that I mean Craig Bellamy's been preparing his sides for like, you know even you know take the cap out of it, he's been he's been preparing his sides for finals for like fucking fifteen plus years. Yep. And and is an an, an expert at it, you know more so than probably any other coach. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Moment. So, like, I just and 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 Ricky is fucking Ricky. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you'll pull out the IHP, send a few taxes around, and um, and and ultimately be outcoached. <laughs> and then ultimately, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he can send his taxes from fucking Bali in in a week. Um, oh God! Sorry, just just interject. I'm closing down fucking tabs here. I've yeah. got the the stats up for the Knights v Sharks. Okay. And, and NRL.com now tracks dummy passes in a game. <laughs> the, the Knights had tw- through 23 dummies during that game to the Sharks three. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that was a strategy or not. but That's, uh, so that, that sounds like a, fuck, a, a ton of fucking players going into business for themselves. Or, that, or every time a Knights player went to pass the ball, they saw that their teammates were actually other Knights players. Decided not to. It would have been that. What about that try? That that try at the end there. The, that um the second one that Young scored when with Clune with the dummies. I wonder how many dummies were off that one. That one play. I reckon there's probably three in there, wasn't it? Oh god. Um, sorry. Okay, sorry. So we so we move ahead to Saturday night and the uh, second qualifying final, 2v3. The Cronulla Sharks take on the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, the Cronulla Sharks welcome back uh, Will Kennedy at fullback, uh, Rudolph at prop, Vanukin at lock, and Tracy on the wing. Um, McInnes and Hamlin Ueli drop back to the bench. Um, and um, Miller, Ikevalo, and Tolman drop out of the 17. The North Queensland Cowboys, they welcome back uh, Cohen Hess from suspension. That yep. pushes uh, Jermaine Tanoa Brown to the 18 jersey. Here we go. Sharks at home. They wanted it. They got it. They've earned it. Yep. Cowboys this year particularly, I guess, you know, traveling better away from home than they have in uh, many a moon. They are. Yeah, I, I tend to favor the Sharks in this one. Um, I think they'll they'll handle the grind of the of the early exchanges and the forward battle early and I think um Hines and Moylan can steer them around and, and you know that experience and big game experience is um the big game experience of Matt Moylan and Nico Hines. Is that well, what Nico Nico Hines his time at the storm and just being around um finals, you know, big game and that preparation, I think that that's an advantage to them compared to someone like Tom Deedon in the halves. Yeah, with Chad's experience. Chad, Chad's well, obviously Chad, a Chad, premiership winner. So Chad single-handedly won a grand final yeah. against this side. Single-handedly. Side yeah, single-handedly. Right. Well, he had to play in a team and win a grand final with the single greatest loser 
in the history of the sport. Can you do you understand the fucking emotional, technical, fucking historical baggage that he had to overcome? Because it wasn't just the biggest loser. I mean, it was also the fucking team itself. I mean, you know, it was fifty yeah. years in. Like, I mean, that's a that's fucking balls of steel. And, like, fucking, honestly, and a mind like a fucking laser and skills I, like a calibrated fucking robotic machine. If Ivan Cleary hadn't made Luke Brooks a Dallium half of the year, that would be seen as the single greatest achievement in the history of our sport. Is Sharks. somehow Chad Townsend winning Paul Gallon a premiership. Mm-hmm. Sharks 13 plus. Yeah. I don't see it. Don't see it, Glennie. Fucking no. open your eyes, I mean, cunt. I think, I think understand great, rugby league. I think it's a great game and I think it's a it's a one of the harder games to pick, I think, because I mean, the, I mean, the round is great because there's all these great matchups yeah. that, are, that that have various stakes and rivalries and whatever. But like these are these are the two teams, like the upstart teams of the entire season. Mm. Yep. Both both sides were nowhere at the start of the season. Cowboys were were widely tipped to be one of the teams going for the spoon. Yeah. yeah. And um, so these two teams are both you know, upstarts, and, and it's just it's it's hard to see. You know which which of these teams has the biggest upside this year? I mean, because both both of them can score a fuck ton of points. Yep. yep. The Cowboys, when they get their tails up, very very hard to stop. Fucking with their yeah you know, with their edge forwards. I think a lot of this game is going to be determined by by which Cronulla side shows up. As in, is it that side from last week that's going to complete at sixty seven percent, or? Is it that Sharks team that are going to complete at 80 and be absolutely fucking ruthless? If North Queensland, and, and again, it's the same story we've been saying about the Sharks for, for years and years and years. If North Queensland get in there and get drawn into a Sharks style of game, they will get fucked over. The Sharks will outgrit them. I'm tipping North Queensland. I the thing the thing that I like about North Queensland in this game is if they can keep it close until like you know sort of 50 60 minutes into the game yep. then I think that they have the you know, the you know superior speed and fitness and and that sort of thing and the ability to generate points late in the game that where I, I think I the also, sharks start to die off a little bit I also need the NRL chaos that is Chad Townsend fucking over the sharks in the finals Yeah you saw me Yeah Cowboys need it in fact, Cowboys, Cowboys to win the whole fucking thing this year. That's, that's, that's where I'm at now at this point. <laughs> because the Cowboys, I mean, like you know, I got no, I got necessarily no, not necessarily any love for the Cowboys, but I mean, like they've given me some good moments in my life. Like, I mean, for example, in 2015, yeah, when, yeah. when when Glenn's FaceTime and his son congratulating him on winning the premiership as fucking Kyle Feltz winding up to fucking score in the corner and final hooter. <laughs> like, like that that not moment, actually, that, not that, actually that how it happened. That's and exactly I, I how remember, fucking happened. I remember man. it very well, and I was oh, far that, more sober than you. That was also oh. the, that was also the year that you did that fifteen minute power, continuous nonstop power spew after the game. <laughs> so, so, Son. Which, which was the year after you passed out in the taxi on the way to the game. So your grand final recollections mean nothing to me because they're complete fucking fabrications. <laughs> Fuck when you put it like that. <laughs> uh, Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm tipping the Cowboys. Yeah, I am, I am too. I am too. In, in a close one. Hashtag yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this guy. The uh, final one of the round, the elimination final 6v7. The uh, Roosters take on the Rabbitohs at Allianz Stadium. And the Roosters side, 
Unfortunately, the calf injury has ruled Joey Manu out. That moves yeah, Momorowski to the centers. Um, Tupo and Suwali return from injury. Uh, Nagama drops the reserves. Radley returns at lock with SST to prop, and Lodge is benched. Um, and Adam Kieran on the bench. Uh, the Rabbits. Cook returns at hooker. Havili drops to the bench, and Mamazelis is out of the squad. Graham returns at center. Paulo to the reserves. And um, Karen Murray is uh, safe to return following his uh, HIA business in last week's game. This is a tough one. It, yeah, it is. It, it is, but I don't see the Rabbits withstanding a, a full game against the Roosters without losing, you know, their cool or players. So much of what so much of the rabbits comes through Cameron Murray not being dead. <laughs> and so they they was, and so they you know they lost a lot in the first minute of that game, first two minutes of that yep. game last week. Yep. Yeah, and and while I highly rate Mamazelis as a as a hooker of the future, I mean, you know, Incumbent New South Wales nine Damien Cook is obviously a big in to have for any side as yes. well. Um, at the same time, Momorowski has been responsible for some god fucking awful defensive reads, and is certainly no attack, and he's certainly not mentioned in the same stadium sport even as Joey Manu in terms of talent. Yeah, so the Roosters absolutely lose a lot there as well. They do. Roosters still dollar fifty five favourites. I yeah. deservedly favourites. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tip the the big game presence of of Mitchell and the, and the return of Cook to um to alter the result from from last week in the Bunnies' favour. And how many Tight times game. statistically? I really I really should have done the homework, but somebody's how many times historically? I mean, you've have you seen teams play each other in the last round, and then back up the next week, and the result be reversed? Reverses, mm. yeah, true. I don't think. I don't necessarily rate Dimitriou to you know the level of being able to play mind games and that sort of thing and turn things around that well, especially up against a guy like Trent. But yeah, it's 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 hard to go past the Roosters because of the evidence that we have over the last couple of weeks. Not the Souths game, but just you know the way that they uh, you know they really you know manhandled the Storm the week before. Yeah, certainly did more so. It's tough to go past them, but I do expect a better outing from the Rabbitohs, and I expect it to be much at, more of a game. At some stage, though, does that come in as a detriment against the Roosters? Like that, they've had by far the hardest run home of any team in the finals. Mm. Yeah, I mean they kind of needed it though because they didn't start playing until after Origin. To, That's yeah, true. Yeah, but to the point where it was only a few weeks ago when we were ready to put a line through them, so they can't make That's the it. Eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean they were <laughs> they were ninth or tenth. You know, the, falling against them. They're, shit, they're so. in there because of Brisbane's collapse. That's why. You know, they they won they won some games, and you know, like the Storm one, we didn't have keyed in for them. That mm. was an upset. Yeah, <clears throat> but really, they're they're there because of the downfall of some other teams. Yeah, but I mean, they've, they've displayed some fucking pretty good form though. Fuck it, they have. Like, but they won some games. I guess what I'm saying, they're, they're two weeks ahead of everybody else in terms of finals intensity. Yeah, that okay. play, you know, for so, sure. So at, at some stage, does that 
wear it in there. Like, yeah. oh, yep. Okay, having to play six it. weeks of finals football yeah, in a row it. rather than four. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, at, the, at the same time, though, I mean, like, you know, as a, as a club and as, as some key players there, you know, they've been there before and, they, and their coach sure. as well. I mean, they like, like the Storm, I mean, they know what they're fucking doing at this time of year as well. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Yeah. So. No, tip of the roosters. All right. So there you go. We're pretty much split on every game, yeah. <laughs> Except for perhaps the storm one. So, so the storms one. So there we go. That is week one of the finals. Um, and uh, now I guess it's time to go into the news thing. It's fucking weird. Let me just. I'll tell you what. We go before we get into the news thing. I just want to bring the tips up as well because we can just about almost put a fucking fork in that one for the end of the season as well. Um, perhaps um, if it lets me log in. Fucking garbage system. This one. The old since ESPN took over footy tips. Um, okay, new stuff. Well, the first one we want to talk about is the um, Tail and May situation here, where he has been, um, you know, found guilty of his of the charges of uh, tossing that guy on the ground in the pub. Um, no conviction recorded. You know, co- cops some fines and some compo and all of that sort of thing. And um, the NRL has gone away, thought about it, and decided that he is going to be fined a small amount of money. And suspended for two weeks, but the suspension won't be served until uh, the start of next season. Mm-hmm. Lenny, do you have any thoughts? Well, no. So that that's that's uh, misleading. So the the actual penalty was that he will be suspended for two regular season matches. It's not that they're going to suspend him for two matches, but have chosen to date it after this season. The punishment decided upon was two regular season matches. Yeah. Yeah, which, which is, is an re- important distinction. Oh, but yeah, they, yeah, they, but they chose to they chose to do that. They chose to make them regular season games and not fucking just like, hundred percent. You suspended which... for two weeks and it start and it starts right now. Yep. Glenn, you got any thoughts on this one? Look, I think you he's probably going to look back on this and and think that the situation he definitely could have handled a lot better. I. I think given the, the way that it's played out and the timing of it, I probably don't have a massive issue with the fact that they've, they've made it two regular season games rather than two finals games. Um, I'm, I'm probably There's been a, a bit of conjecture over that. I'm, I'm probably okay with it. Um, ultimately, and, and this is probably more a societal issue, but ultimately if old mate's not fucking gobbing off at Cleary and... Was it Crichton? The other guy was there. Um, if old mate's not gobbing off at them, then he doesn't feel the need to protect his mates or, or try and, you know, in his own way, was trying to fucking sort the situation as younger guys, you know, guys do, you know, full of piss. With with with, with, vi- with violence, with 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 uh, brutal violence. Yeah. So what you're saying, Lenny. Sometimes you know. It's also the situation where if old mate doesn't put himself in a position where he's drawing off at players to attract that level of attention or a reaction from someone not saying it's right, not condoning it. But Sticks and stones, Glennie. <sighs> Sticks and stones, mate. <laughs> you, you want to tell use me about fucking Glenn, sticks Glenny, and stones? Glennie. You use your words. I'll use my fucking words. Watch your hands. You no shut hitting. the fuck up. I'll use Glennie, my fucking Glennie. hands as well. Glennie, After we I tell hit. you to shut the fuck up, Glennie, I'll backhand you. We use our words, Glenny. I'll backhand you. 
It's what we I'll do. do. We, we, we de-escalate situations <laughs> with our words. Do you really, mate? <laughs> do you public, really? As public, as public when was figures. the last time? When was the last time you de-escalated a situation with your words, Uncle Nate? Fucking daily, pal. <laughs> daily. <laughs> um. Yeah. Look, the the first thing I want to point out here. I've seen this in numerous places, and I was very fucking disappointed that I saw it in our Facebook group as well. Some, somebody made the comment um, that, oh, the no-fault stand-down policy doesn't apply to Penrith. Yeah, well, this is not so, a no-fault. I mean, like, learn what the policy listen, is first. Listen, dumb fucks. That, that policy is designed for people who are charged with serious offences to be able to be stood down while they go through the legal process. This has been through the legal process. It didn't meet the criteria because the maximum penalty wasn't enough to trigger the no-fault stand-down policy. Not that it doesn't apply. The, exactly. The maximum just, penalty yeah. didn't allow. At for least, it. like, if you if you want to if you want to criti- if you want to criticise this situation, you just need to look at similar situations that weren't handled in the same way. Yeah. Like you had situated like like Milford. When he he was essentially deregistered because he wasn't allowed to register a contract with yeah. a club on something that was also like you know minor and ultimately did, did wasn't even a thing that, even before the courts and then he had to go through like a a course and all this other shit and jump through these hoops before they'd even allow him to register a contract to fucking train with the knights and join the join the knights you know yes. six six or seven months down the track. So that's that's something that's inconsistent. I mean, and Jack Whiten was a situation where he had an it was he was an altercation at a at a bar as well or outside a bar yep. where, where his situation was he got fined thirty grand and fucking stood down for like ten weeks or something. So, I mean, again, yeah, you've got to look at the, the the inconsistencies from from past decisions, and and then you've got to hope that there's going to be some consistency going forward in the future as well. And look, I've got no confidence of there being consistency in the future. Why? Because Volandis just makes up shit whenever he fucking wants. And then he gets, and then when he gets pressed on it, he goes, I did it for the fans. Yeah. Listen, you dumb fucking horse racing cunt. No one gives a fuck about a fucking winger. (laughs) If it was fucking Nathan Cleary, I could see your point. If it was like Luai, I could see your point. Happy. Yep. Could see your point. A fucking winger. No. Oh, if it's fucking Dylan Edwards, I could see your point. Especially a May. Especially a May winger. A fucking Jesus winger. Fuck for ladies. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no one. I mean, no one is buying a ticket to the game to watch fucking Taylor May play for rugby league, except for his fucking mother. Yeah, like, people watch it for Bizzer though. Yeah, maybe. But he's not the one that's fucking. Get, he's not the one that no. they're bringing back for the fans. But he's still also, also might I, might I say, he's not the one that's going to go around fucking coward throwing people from the fucking shirt collar either. That, that is true. <laughs> I mean, he's, me, too, he's too busy. He's too busy fucking sucking his wife's toes or you know on the, on the red carpet or whatever he does. So <laughs> singing, singing boys to men song, yeah, buying yeah. his parents' houses and shit. Mm-hmm. He's not there. He's not there with his fucking you know his fucking revenge porn fucking family boys fucking booting sluts and you know um, and the rest of it. You know, so the most disappointing part of all of this of all of this is what Cleary's come out and said. Do you read what he said? Was it today or yesterday? Well, he was like he was, he was like really happy with the way that he he was the guy handled it or whatever. Didn't he? Something like that, wasn't it? Well, he essentially, he was trying to put on it. Well, yeah, look, I know it looks bad, but that guy had been harassing me all day. 
Yeah. Which, and, you know, Nathan's got to be allowed to make mistakes. Mistakes are okay. It's how we learn. Mm-hmm. It's how we grow. Um, and and he won't grow into a future immortal without making some mistakes. So I, I see many more to come. But Try being the, one of the This Week in League hosts and attending a grand final meet-up and tell me about being harassed all day. Fucking cry me a river cunt. <laughs> hey, Glennie, you had five years off, pal. <laughs> you cry me a motherfucking river. <laughs> Oh god, um, but but one hundred percent, that's the wrong fucking attitude to have. So if you're if you're the rugby league team that are there celebrating your grand final win, that's fucking great. A guy doesn't someone, get an opportunity to harass you all day because you yeah you know, quietly move well, on to another venue or exactly or have security if, deal with it or if there's there oh well okay boys we better move on. There's a guy who's a bit of a troublemaker, you know. Have a word with security. They'll move them on for you, I'm certain. That's it, 100%. Um, but then also to come out and, and not just say, you know, yes, well, I do like the fact that he, you know, I believe he acted from a, a place of trying to look out for his teammates. You know, as a club, we believe violence is never the answer. But It's so fucking simple for it to be a, like yeah. a teachable, positive moment. Um, yeah, pretty poorly handled by Nathan, I think. Yep, and uh, and just an, another one of uh, Volandi's massive fucking goals that he's kicked this yes. week in one of his in one of his weaker weeks. And look, I'm not I'm not across um, the AFL contract enough to to, to discuss it, but um, yeah, look, it's not a great it's not a great week for Volandi's and uh, not a great week for him um, for his his uh, his legacy. I don't think. Um, the other thing we briefly spoke about uh, earlier was. Latrell coming out saying that uh, Roosters fans they boo too much, <laughs> but then that and that's that's fine. He say Roosters fans are fucking throwing out the shit, and he could and he could have played it in a number of different ways. Yep. But the way he chose to play it was like invoking like Adam Goods and like you know I, I guess bringing like you know like a, a racial element to it as well, and you know you know roundabout calling Roosters fans racist, I guess. Where where look you know. I'm, I'm sure there's an element in every fan base, but I think that the the more important thing is that he's a player that was an important player to them who left, mm-hmm. and you always you always got to give the Bronx cheer to the guys who used to be your guys that aren't anymore, mm-hmm. and uh, and not and you know that players who are like larger than life and focal points on clubs. Guess what? They get fucking booed. Mm-hmm. End of story. And uh, look, I guess it's just a bit of a yeah another another. Uh, page to the book of feud shit that the rabbits like to carry on with in the lead up to big games yeah and that's it here's the thing there's two things here one you know maybe Latrell genuinely feels as if there is some racially motivated booze there and and not having had the experiences he's had who am I to say that 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 isn't real and visceral to him you know so that's a valid point. And can I just so, say with that, with the you know, they got that giggity giggity guy in the Roosters fan base with that giggity giggity sign. So like, frankly, I got my doubts about a large. <laughs> I mean, if that guy can be allowed to exist within a fan base, fuck, God knows what else is in there. Um, two, Latrell may have just had an absolute fucking you know great masterstroke move. Well, yeah, you know, look. I can get these guys to shut up. So yeah, 
Um, Looking at Twitter, I don't think that's that's worked out no, that, quite, that, quite, so. that, quite that way. I think the Roosters fans are going to have some special, special fucking extra booze for him this weekend. There you go. And yeah, and they'll and they'll be they'll rightly be singled out for being the racist that they are when they do so. Correct. And um, what other news stories? We're at the manly stuff, and like I did spill, I spilled a little bit of tea on the member side. So if you're if, if you sign up to the Patreon, congratulations to you. You got some fucking you got you got some of the good stuff. Um, straight from, <laughs> straight from the fucking source, but um, ultimately, we thought that the West Tigers were the darlings of the fucking News Limited guys and the NRL three sixties, and like you know, for making up shit on the show, having an argument about it, and then writing it as a story the next day. But holy yeah. fuck, this week they have absolutely fucking outdone themselves and set new fucking limits of ridiculousness. Including situations where like Paul Kent was saying something with a smile on his face, trolling, and that getting printed as a fucking article, as a rumor, and going, motherfuckers, you literally just generated your own fucking thing. Was that was that that thing where he's like the oh, Wayne Bennett Cafe thing? I've, yeah, I've I've heard this, not confirmed, not this, and the cafe owner won't ring me back, but I'll still fucking say it. Yeah, and he was sort of saying I mean, it with a smile on his face, like he was like like yeah, obviously this is bullshit, and I'm just sort ugh. of like trolling or you know whatever i'm doing but then it gets printed as an article the next day so look if you wanted to distill things down to facts these are the things that i can say that, that are facts and not all not all of these are probably public but these these are the things that are actually facts um first thing at the end of the season the way they had losing seven games it's great that the club says listen we're not going to wait four years or fucking two years of hook, or fucking however many years of Madge or whatever. Seven games is enough for us to say that's not fucking good enough, and we need to figure out what's going to happen to turn things around. And nobody's yep. beyond scrutiny. And so, and so, so for starters, that's fucking great. I mean, like I know the results-driven business thing was like a meme around a time when fucking um, TV got the asshole because you but, made it one. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, look, you know, what am I going to do? I mean, of course, but it's but 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 it is, and I mean, I love the way I love the way they treat it that way, and I mean, there are certain areas within the um within the organisation of the of the football department that um, need to be changed. For example, Hasler obviously runs a, a very like a authoritarian sort of like regime in there and tries to run the football department the way he wants to do it and install his own guys and everything like that and there are guys there that just simply simply aren't good enough at their jobs like Chad Randall he's not a good assistant coach uh Moners not a good assistant coach and like and they're kind of like yes men and so you need to plan for the future because one of those guys cannot step up and become the head coach in a year or two years or whatever. So you need to put these guys in. So look, I've, I've got no problem with that. And, um, and the way that it's been put, and this is, and these, these are the facts of the situation the non the non NRL 360 facts of the situation is the gist is that what Manly want to do is they want to move on the support, uh, the, the, the non-performing support staff. So that means Chad Randall. Now he's mates with Cameron Serraldo. He's going to end up at the job at the dogs. Um, Michael Monaghan, he's going to end up back home at Canberra. Mm-hmm. Donny Singe gone for strength and conditioning, and Noel Cleal would be getting fired, but he's going to retire because he's, he's old as fuck. So he's going to retire as a face-saving sort of measure. So it's not like there's this this big war between 
the Fultons and, and Des. It's more like the Pens, who Des instigated open war with over the pride jersey business, um, and mostly driven by Zorba. To this day, that fat Greek cunt still meddles in so much fucking shit because of his, you know, by marriage relationship to, to the Penn family. And the Pens, I mean, like, you know, Des has his ways about him and the Pens are, 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 are sick, of, sick of his antics. But... You know that's not a Fulton thing. That's a, that's a pen thing. And even the, and even so much of this is driven by a single offhand statement in 2011. You remember back in 2011 when fucking Zorba um, said something about a, a reporter or so? Yeah, called like a good sort or whatever. Yeah. And um and he got fired as a manly media manager after as a result of that. Now yeah. when that was going down, Des was asked by the people, by the powers that be, look, if we if we were to fire Zorba as the media manager, would you have a problem with that? <laughs> to which Des replied, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was apparently like, it was apparently pretty close to this. I don't give a fuck if that fat cunt's not the media manager. <laughs> and that got back to Zorba and every fucking thing ever since that you've read in the media regarding Manly and Des stems from that one fucking, that one line. Now, so is this essentially like, that time Obama made fun of Trump at the dinner, <laughs> and it's created a supervillain. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, and so like, so honestly, the you know the, the day that, that Zorba, I mean, like, I, I don't want to wish you know death on anyone, but I'll, you know, perhaps mental incapacitation or something. Like the day that he's removed from any involvement, he's not involved, but I mean, he still has these media contacts from years and you know decades of being in the media, um, and being a media guy, you know. Um, and so now onto the facts of the actual situation, what's happening here. Um, like the Fultons are frustrated a little bit with Des in terms of not not bringing the kids through fast enough that they bring into the club because they're the ones that bring in you know a lot of the youngsters that uh, that we're seeing like you know Cole and all these guys you know like Hamoli and, and guys like that. Um, but also at the same time, they said to Des you know at the start of the year like we'll extend you if you make the top six. So that immediately puts him in like a, a win now mode where you're like less risk averse. Yeah, to bringing to bringing the kids through and stuff like that. So it's yeah, kind okay. of like, I, so I understand I understand both sides because I mean he's because he's trying to activate the new contract and everything like that, and he can't like gamble on the wholesale you know blooding of of kids and everything like that. You know, um, like he had he had big plans for Schuster this season, but you know Schuster didn't hold up his end of things. So, you know, he's had to have a fucking wake up call on that as well. So I saw another article today saying that um oh Des is not even going to show up to the meeting tomorrow. No. The meeting, there's two meetings tomorrow. The first one is the state of the club and the staffing for next season. The second part is about Des, which is the part that he'll attend. And he's not, I mean, he's requested that he's, he's requested to attend the second part. He's not, invo- he's not involved in the first half. So that's where that sort of, I mean, and just, it's just so, so stupid. Our like news, oh, he's not going to show up to the meeting. No, he's going to show right. up. You're right. He's not, but he wasn't invited. He's showing up to the part. He's showing up to the part of the meeting that he's required to fucking be there yeah. for. Mm. And like the and the, um, um, again, goes to show, like just how fucked journos are oh that they God. don't have that basic fucking comprehension of how meetings work. Oh, and this and, and that and you can, all this, uh, yeah, and this and all this other fucking shit about the turbos doing this and the turbos doing that and oh fucking there's now there's a falling out between fucking you know Jake Tavoyevich and fucking Daly Cherubs. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Those guys are fucking tight as in as manly fucking rugby league fucking players. But you know what? Yeah. As Shock in, horror. 
as someone like, doesn't want to hang out with DCE socially, well, <laughs> why is this fucking newsworthy? Well, 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 shock, shock horror, shock horror. Why does a, shock horror a thirty-three-year-old guy with three small children is not fucking living the doesn't same social lifestyle? Is is the same? Is the is not living the same social life as a twenty-eight-year-old guy who was living with his parents until a year ago? Yeah, like, because, <laughs> because because the last last time he had him around to the house, DCE <laughs> fucked off and then came back three hours later begging Jakey to put his drawing on the fridge, seeking some sort of fucking validation from him. So he said never again, never inviting him again. And there's Jay Rothfield fucking just making shit up and publishing it on, on, on his platform. Fuck it up. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I love it. So don't, yeah. So that's that's the fact as I've uh, established through my, my network of people who aren't fucking employed by Fox. <laughs> or or panelists on on 360 and so that that's what we'll see born out tomorrow now hopefully what the club want to do is they want to go hard in for someone like um Jason Riles especially or Dean Young to be planted in there as an assistant for next year and then go in line with a succession plan um Jason Riles in is is highly thought of because for a couple of reasons one He's from the Storm system, coaching system. Two, he's been through the East Coast coaching system, and three, he sort of he's one of those guys that that seeks knowledge outside of rugby league coaching and from other sports and all that sort of stuff as well in terms of you know coaching techniques and stuff. So, you know, if they can get him, that would be their I think their number one target. Look, I did my certificate the other day. I'll go in. Well, you can get in line after um after Dean Young. How about that? There you go. Fuck <laughs> because, yeah. because I'd rate you ahead of Hannah, who I believe is probably third on the list. Um, so, <laughs> so, so that's the, that's the, that's the situation as it is. And, uh, and, and yeah, my God, like it has been a fucking banner week for fucking Fox, for Fox and NRL 360 and their self-perpetuating cycle of, uh, of bullshit articles based on bullshit that they said themselves on their bullshit TV shows. It's pretty fucking bad now, hey. Oh, this this week especially, especially like when when you know for a fact like how some things are, and you just hear and you like, am I am I fucking crazy town? Like this is fucking like when people are like actually saying like just blatant bullshit. And you go, like, am I fucking like gas? They're gaslighting me personally this week. Gonna, some fucking some Magado esque. Am I taking crazy pills? <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck me! Um, anyway. Is anyway. there any other news? Uh, look, I don't know. Let me uh, look. Just, just uh, talk about yourselves for like a minute, and I'll see if there's anything else. You know, something that's not fucking manly related. We've done the fucking Cleary thing. We've done all that shit. Uh, God, they're still talking about Trent Barrett at the dogs. I don't fucking know why. Get over it, cunts. It's long gone. Um, no. Okay, so well, yeah, we could talk about Cam Munster. Glennie's obviously, you know, invested in him, you know, heading over to the Tigers. Yeah, we, um, spoke, we spoke about that during the Storm and Tigers game. N- yeah. Noffa spoke to him and said, don't, so he won't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he, he, has, he has confirmed, though, that the Tigers have approached him. And, uh, and he's put his contract hawks on hold until the end of the season, which uh, could see him waiting until uh, November first, when he's free to negotiate and start seeking offers from uh, from other clubs, um, the, uh, club, the West Dockers, the club chairman of the Melbourne Storm, uh, 
told Triple M, or sorry, no, they told the Sydney Morning Herald that he wasn't sure that a deal could be done before the deadline on November 1st. So, uh, and they'd say that if he gets to November 1st and he hasn't re-upped with the storm, then they feel like they're going to struggle to keep him. So there you go, Glennie. If you can make it to November 1st without him putting pen to paper, or a fucking your, dream, shot. your dream might come true. You might be in. You might be in. It's been Benji. Benji's the one that's been approaching him too. And uh, he's pretty close to Benj, apparently. So I guess that, that bond they have of literally never fucking playing together in any team or representative squad ever. <laughs> It's, it's, it's really forged. Fuck. It's really it's it's really forged a fucking close relationship. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's us. Uh, How good? That is us. Um, I did have the tipping up. Let me quickly just uh, see if we can crown a king here on the on the tipping. No, I don't. I fucking closed it. I made a little oh. way around myself. Unlucky tipping. I'm sure you're doing great. Keep doing <laughs> it. You've got a couple. Keep doing what you're doing. Person at the top of the tipping competition, mate. You're doing a great job, champion. You just got to close out these next three weeks, and you're fucking home free, bud. And oh, that dude coming second and third, pick the upsets. You never know. It might fall your way. We're just going to insert a minute of silence here, so you can record your own name in here. So hang on, just what a great job you're doing in tipping to be that far ahead at this stage of the season. You should be really proud. And also, I really love the name that you selected for your for your side in the tipping competition as well. Super creative, and um, the way you've themed it around the team you support. Good job. Yeah, um, a play on <laughs> a play on words used in a tipping team name. Stroke a genius. <laughs> uh, and that is it. Four ninety three in the bag. Enjoy the finals. Enjoy the NFL. And uh, we'll talk to you guys. Uh, look. Glenny's going to be in Singapore. We're going to have to do a member side on the weekend, one of these finals games. Jay? Yes, we are. Do the one. Can we do your one? Oh, no, we'll do the Tigers one. You're fucking smart, can't Now. Uh, <laughs> no, not Friday night. <laughs> fucking Tigers haven't made the finals for fucking ever, can't. Jesus, um, you think you'd know something about rugby it's going league. To have to, what, do you reckon it's going to be Sharks-Cowboys then? Second half Probably. of that one? All right. Probably. That's going to be exciting too. That one's yes, not going to be over at half time, so it'll be good. All right, that's Fuck all yeah. we're going to do. And so we'll be back on the air then. Otherwise, uh, we will be returning for the regular episode on Wednesday night next week, given the uh, massively Jesus, reduced... No. Let's do two. I can't do these two hour ones anymore. I'm fucked. Yeah, but there's only going to be like four games to recap four and games. two games to preview. Yeah, it'll go two hours again. You fucking watch. Um, I'll keep it to I'm a dull back. roar. I'm fuck- back to Thursday night if you wanted to push it. And we can do it together. Otherwise, you want to cut me out and fucking start your own little fucking cool group again. Um, do it yourselves. You cunts. We'll definitely be back next Wednesday. What? They don't have the fucking internet in Singapore. <laughs> oh. Fuck off. Figure Take it out. You can laptop, fucking you lazy 5 or 6 fuck. o'clock. What would it be? Like 5 p.m. or something? Yeah. yeah 5.30 no, p.m.? That's good. Oh no, I'll be I'll be I'll be up to my fucking I'll be up to my nuts in fucking in, in nuts in fucking testicles at the four floors of halls by then. <laughs> like what are you doing? Are you staying at a fucking opium den? Oh, I don't Get know. Get a fucking Maybe. land cable. It's one of the most technologically this fucking This cat's fucking having a crack at me and fucking in his own words, took a knee because he had a fucking toothache. Or was it a sore throat or a fucking firecracker accident with Tyson Gamble? I don't know what it was. Took a fucking knee. Shut Coronavirus. Up. Shit is real. <laughs> Never tested positive at all. 
It's fucking you know, that's how, a myth. That's how, you ma- that's how you maintain your perfect record, by just never that's testing it. positive. <laughs> still, still a pure blood. Never you testing just, yourself. You'd, you'd just be really sick for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. All right. Oh, boy, yeah, I'll talk to you okay. later. Later. Yeah. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 